What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I went live. You what? I went live. <laughs> and here I am mocking you for going. <sighs> I could do it on a video. <sighs> uh, refreshing. I like it. Oh, we are live. Hey, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our live episode here. Recap of Hard Knocks episode four, episode 160. Uh, not going to bother with a player right now. Too many things going on. Because you know a- you don't have a 60. Damn it, you got me. It's, a, it's an, odd, me. an odd, weird number. I'm sorry? What would it be, an offensive lineman? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I and I looked at the list and I recognized a lot of the names and I remember seeing them, but there's not a whole lot that have either distinguished time with the Dolphins or cool anecdotes. And instead of that, we'll, we'll talk before we attack Hard Knocks about the move the Dolphins made on Monday after we did our f- earlier show, which is a signing of Melvin Ingram to the practice squad. Um they gave him a workout on Monday, kicked the tires. Obviously, we're impressed enough to sign him. Yeah. I am of the opinion opinion that at some point uh, he may get some action during games. And this, to me, almost sounds like a signal that they're, they're not happy about what they're seeing from maybe a certain recently signed veteran like um, who's, not getting, who's not getting snaps and he's been here two weeks and maybe the maybe the Dolphins want to see who's more apt to help them right now, Ingram or JPP, and make him compete. I don't know, something like that. Wow, you're going there. Okay. Um, I actually think that this has more to do with the inside linebacker spot and possibly the need for Melvin, for, for Andrew Van Ginkle to be playing more in the dime package, which is something that they've been um, shying away from. The, it, I think that in this situation that they're, they're pretty much, because they lost Alexander Johnson and because of where they are from an injury standpoint, and I don't know if Jerome Baker is going to be coming back, Andrew Van Ginkle might have to play more inside linebacker which means you need another additional edge. Melvin Ingram's a guy that they've been interested in uh, going back to the offseason. Um, it was just a matter of, you know, could they make it worth his while? Uh, I look at it from the standpoint, Melvin Ingram, the more years you have in the league, the more years you are as a vested veteran, the, the higher your paycheck is um, when, when your retirement date, when you, when you finally get that retirement fund. And, Melvin Ingram's needs four games to become a 12-year veteran instead of an 11-year veteran. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the checks are good, I'm sure. No, and if you remember from last year, he did some very, very good work early on. In fact, he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Month last year uh, for the Dolphins. I didn't remember that. Yep. Uh, remember, if you sc- he actually scored the first touchdown of the season for the Dolphins in 2022 against New England on a fumble return, and then had another big fumble recovery to set up a touchdown in the win against Buffalo in Week Three. This but is here- the information you can only get on alldolphins.com. There you go. Alan, uh, Rain Man. <laughs> and his production dipped though in the second half of the season. And it's maybe because again wear and tear on his body, and the fact that you're getting him now at this stage. If I don't think that the Dolphins and you, and you, your point actually makes sense, 
then maybe they want to beef, beef up the depth at inside linebacker, and this allows them the opportunity to give Van Ginkle yeah. more snaps. And one last thing, um, another quick note before we do move on to the Hard Knocks episode, Alexander Johnson on Instagram indicated he tore an Achilles in practice, and he was all said he was all like jacked up about making his Dolphin debut last night, and that went by the wayside because of the torn Achilles. Damn, torn Achilles. Oh, man, that's horrible. Um, yeah, um, I, I wanted to say something else. Yeah, Alexander Johnson's injury basically means that Channing Tindall is the next man up. Anything happens to David Long, Duke Riley. Which may be why they did the move, so so he wouldn't have to be because – and I, I, nothing against the dude, but, again, he didn't play a single snap on defense against the Titans on Monday night. It kind of pretty clear at this point their Dolphins are not anywhere near ready to trust them on defense. Pretty much. Um, let, let, let's get into the hard knock episode. Okay. Um, I was very intrigued ha- having <laughs> having done sort of reality TV documentaries and I have. Um, I was very intrigued how they were going to incorporate the Monday night game and the loss into that episode. Um, I pretty much figured they were going to earmark it to a 12 minute episode, um, 12 minute segment of, of the episode at, at the back end. That's just how they've, they've done it. Um, and I, I, I love the fact that they had the, today's story, this week's storyline, Raheem Mostert, Alec Ingold, Duke Riley, I think they could have gone a little bit deeper in the Duke Riley, but uh, loved what they showed about Alec Ingold. Um, you 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 pegged it from the very jump that this would be his episode last week. If those were watching, um, at man of the at man of the year, um, I love that that the video that they showed uh, that wasn't their video. That was the Dolphins video. Um, the, the Dolphins have their own film crew and film team, uh, and. I loved Raheem Mostert. We all, we both knew that Raheem is such a phenomenal guy, such a phenomenal character. Um, I would have, I loved that they took his boys to the beach, showed the human side, um, day off. That's phenomenal. Love that his wife was mic'd up for the game and the family was there. Um, I liked both families being mic'd up. Uh, I, I, I wish we saw Raheem more with his teammates not just Alec Ingold, just but because we know he's such a good teammate to all the young backs um, and a mentor to that. I wish they would have painted that story a little bit more, but I, I get it. You can't fit everything into the 45 minutes. Yeah, if I'm going to nitpick, and I, I had seen the, the Ingold clip because the Dolphins put out on their on their social media account, so I had seen him, and I thought it was great. It was absolutely great. Um and it, while it was neat to see him out and about with his wife walking their dogs, the the convo between them it was like, my lord, was that scripted? I mean, the way the way Alec was talking to the, the significance of of the award to his wife and like talking like very formally. Um, again, maybe I'm nitpicking, but it was like it was like, oh my lord, is that scripted? Yeah, but you can't have it's 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 staged conversations. Well, it's almost it's almost like here's your script. It, I mean, and go ahead and rehearse it, and that's how it needs to come out. I mean, again, I'm a nitpicky. That was cool. I absolutely loved the opening, which was away from the football facility. Raheem, wife, and the three kids on the beach. Love that. 
I mean, this is South, this is South Florida. Love, absolutely love that. Uh, very disappointed in the Anthony Campanelli speech because I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All over the world, they speak ass whooping. It, it didn't measure up to that. Although it was cool. If I don't know if you noticed at the end of his speech, McDaniel is like up high in that uh, in that auditorium and he's kind of grinning as what as what he's saying. Um, Mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, but Mercenaries. I, I'd, I'd say overall it was man. I think they kind of. Matt, you gave it a man. I give it a man. Uh, they kind of danced around the Tyreek injury, which may or may not be understandable. They, they, they did, ignored the Jerome Baker injury. They, they and we had a whole spiel on Jalen Phillips the, the 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 week before, and what Jerome Baker is, you know, uh, chopped liver. Um, the Connor Williams, same thing. Although I, I and and I understand in these situations. They didn't have as much time as they did with the Jalen Phillips injury, which occurred on a Friday and shown the following Tuesday as opposed to the Monday night and then the right next day. Um, but yeah. Jerome Baker, there was no excuse for that for Jerome Baker. They had plenty of time uh, yes, to do that. I, but I don't know if they I don't know if they could have fitted in, especially if they didn't do the Jerome Baker rehab. They didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, go, go, Ghostface called me out, says uh, they talked about Saad Omar. It was meh. Ho- Here's why I liked the Saad. You know, do you know the story behind the Saad? Um, I forget what year it was. It might have been the, during the Adam Gase era. There was like a, a series of Saad that was um, – that was corrupted, or I don't know what the right word is, corrupted. It just wasn't wasn't doing well. Correct. And and Steve and and so Steve Ross needed like new sod, better sod. He was struggling to get his sod. He was in line for for you know in line with other customers for new sod, and was so frustrated by the situation that he was just like, you know what. I'm just going to buy the company so I can get in the front of the line for sod for new sod and better sod. And yeah, but to the average fan, is that really that interesting? Uh if they would have told it properly and right, um, like had Tom Garfinkel tell the story properly and right, then it would have been interesting. But like Dolphin fans don't realize that Steve Ross bought the sod company that produces sod to like a lot of US stadiums just so that he wouldn't have to wait in line for good sod when he needed it. Well, they, they, they indicated that they're the only team that owns their own sod farm. They didn't explain why, but they, they, they did say that to me, the only interesting part about the sod story, if I'm going to be honest with you is when the gentleman, the, the sod, the sod dude tells Tua, by the way, that's the same turf as Alabama, which, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. it, but but I think overall though that sad story was like uh, it was in okay I guess I'm the only one that found it interesting because I I never knew how they got the sod or produced the sod um, or put the sod in Tua going to see the sod people you know that's Tua that's that's just really who he is um, did you, did you like his his I didn't they didn't show the behind the scenes of the Manning cast. They didn't show him playing music. I'm like, well, it was a cool reveal what that they, that they set up this little, this little code, code words, Tropic Thunder, you know, as a shout out to each other. And then he found a way to say it on the Manning cast, but it, yeah, that's something else that they could have done with, 
uh, as opposed to it's not because they're not showing a lot of Tua during every episode. That, that to me would have been more interesting than all the practice highlights again. Uh, throwing a pick, argh, you're going like this. We we get you know we get it already. He throws it. He, he th when there's a bad play in practice, he's going to get mad at himself, and then he's going to rebound, which they showed again. I we get it. That, that point's been made already. You you know what I loved about the practice film? Um, they showed him wearing a compression sleeve on his throwing arm, and I'm just like, hmm, why is he wearing a compression sleeve on his throwing arm? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, come on, you know I caught everything. I catch everything. Oh and, oh, and I don't. Sorry. I mean, I miss. Sometimes I miss something. I didn't know. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm gonna, you got me on that one. Where's my mints? I don't have my mints. <laughs> I, I and um, yeah. I, I practice was the practice strain, as they call it, um, was eh, not 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 for me. I agree with you on that one. Um, I, I, other things that I liked were um, let them when Sealer scored. He's like, let them eat cake. That was funny. Uh, and at the very end, they showed the Andrew Van Ginkle cake. Who my girl Megan, who who's basically in charge of the food at the at the Dolphins facility and takes great care of us uh, in terms of the meals that we eat, uh, is she she was there featured cutting up the cake. You, okay. Me. I'm a big Megan fan because Megan used to take care of me um, and my non-cheese, non-dairy uh, palate. You're picky, finicky. Finicky is a word. Finicky eating. Yes, uh, I am finicky. Yes. Yeah, and I'm going to guess this was this was Van Ginkle passing along the the cake he won for ball security. Yes, they gave it to the they gave the the ball security they gave the score the, the people the employees at the team facility which Tua was talking about. Um, and then, as everybody knows or should know already, Tua gave his cake to the media. Um, and so we enjoyed a nice red velvet cake. You did. I didn't. I'm being a good boy these days. Um, <laughs> I'm, endeavoring, I'm endeavoring to get my weight under control because I'm too old to be this heavy. So uh, we're working on it. And I'm hating life because of it because I love pasta and i and I, I can't yeah no i know you love pasta I love my carbs man and it's killing me but hey i, I got two kids i want to be around for as long as possible i have like four pages of notes that i took during the episode. four well because tomorrow morning i'm gonna i'm gonna do my weekly top 10 top 10 moments, moments. Uh, okay. and off the top of my head now i'm like I, i'm having to go on to my notes here because i don't uh interesting alec and goal talking about the buffalo kc game and it, that was coming up and like, yeah, it doesn't matter four more games, four more weeks. And I, I've taken some, some, some flack for this and maybe I deserve it. I don't know that, that to me, Buffalo was the choice, the rooting choice all along, because to me, the expectation, the goal should have been number one seed. That more, that a lot more so than AFC's title. Cause if the Dolphins, the Dolphins don't win the AFC's title, I would, to me, it will be, a calamitous failure considering where they were. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't hold, hold home field advantage. Um, Correct. It, it is going to be interesting how it plays out at the end of the season. Um, uh, uh, I, I liked McDaniel's speech at the at very end after the loss. And he basically says, all this means is that it's going to be earned. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, the game is practically in the bag, but the NFL is merciless. Uh, oh, oh, no, that McDaniel, it's going to be earned. That was the halftime speech. 
Um, and then the announcer said that the voice of Hard Knocks says the game, the game is practically in the bag, but the NFL is merciless, um, setting up the, the, the rebound. Um, and then Mostert's wife saying at the very end of, of after the game that they lost, is this real life? Is this real mm-hmm. life? Yeah, I see that's in my notes. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. The narrator is Liev Shriver. Let's let's give the man some credit. He is completely awesome to me. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't. You can shake your head all you want. I don't care. I'm going to throw out the greatest narrator voices of all time. He is right up there. James Earl Jones is right up there. Of course, Morgan Freeman is right up there. Um, but for sports documentaries, he's done hard knocks for a long time. You, uh, if you ever watch Ray Donovan, he's a star of Ray Donovan, which is a fabulous show. If if nobody's if anybody out there is looking for series to watch, it's completely awesome. But we digress. Um, and then at the end, of where Mike McDaniel's speech, because I I really just watch Hard Knocks to hear what Mike McDaniel's speech to the team was. I, I watched this whole episode, expecting, anticipating the speech. It's going to hurt for multiple reasons. Let it hurt. If this is what it takes for us to be our cleanest version of ourselves, let's effing bring it. And okay, I, I looked at and we talked a logical about. Thing to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What'd you say? I said it's kind of a logical thing to say, but go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I mean, today I, I've dealt with it. We dealt with it since last night, where it's like Dolphin fans they want to this that this is so Dolphin. This, this is back. They want to wrap up the season. It's over. You know, we suck. You know, Tua isn't it. Tua, we're not going to sign Tua. We got to find another quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they're considering Kirk Cousins or bringing Ryan Tannehill back. I've dealt with it all day since since morning. Um, it's This is where Dolphin fans are. Even Tyreek tweeted out something about Dolphin fans, like, showing their true colors. And I was just like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but we got a loser's mentality over here. We, we do. I know, but that's that's fans. What what else would you expect McDaniel to say after a loss like that? That's I mean, that's like again. I like McDaniel as a coach, but let's not pretend everything that comes out of his mouth is like some like great pearl of wisdom. I mean, again, oh, I think he's I think he's been hitting some pearls of wisdom the, the last couple of days. I've been I've been looking at a couple of his statements that relate to my life, and I'm like, damn, this guy's really you know he rambles a lot, but you, you can find some gems in there. But what, again, what else are you going to say after you lost other than, guys, we need to learn from this. We the, the, Every goal that we have is still in front of us, but it will mean this loss will mean nothing if we don't learn from it and then apply the lessons that we've learned the next time. I mean, it's again, that's Coach 101. There's nothing. You, you've been doing Coach 101 for 30 years. It's 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 different for us. Us youngins here. I'm only 15 years in the game or 16 or something like that. Jesus Christ, you're making me sound like. George Hallis or something, uh, or, or of George Hallis age. I want that. Um, I got like all types of notes here. He's Tommy says he, he has to say the cake at the end looked amazing. Um, I, and they, they're Publix cakes, by the way, just so you know. Um, I, I once considered getting a Publix wedding cake, I didn't, but it was definitely something that I did consider. Cakes are completely outrageous. Um, yes, uh. Not that I'm touching one anytime soon, but those cakes are completely. Uh, so we should go here. We're gonna tackle some comments. Yeah. We should go from the start. I'm gonna go from the top. So that's the fair way to do it. 
Tough re Raul to says tough reliving that abysmal ending. Well, <laughs> um, it's so fresh. Were you really reliving it? Because I think you, 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 I think you were just in it. You can't relive. This is it. where this is where a smart ass could say, "Well, you knew it was coming." I mean, you, you could have you could have turned off could have turned off the episode. Kind of. Uh, somebody brought up a good point though that they didn't do a whole lot in terms of the sideline and the, the dolphin reactions as the Titans are coming back. It was basically clip clip of the two touchdowns and then two are getting sacked at the end and know that the game's over. Understand what do they have? 12 hours to put that together. Like you can't, you can't get everything. You got the audio. Well, of the wives. You, you got the audio of the wives, their reaction to it. You've got Alec Ingle and, and most are mic'd up. So you got four, four key elements that you got to work from. You need Mike McDaniel's speech. You can't live. You got Duke Riley and Chubb, the celebration, the frustration. I mean, I think they got a lot in. I'm just, they got a lot in. A little bit, but that's okay. Um, although I, I did write down, Mostert had a good quote one time. They caught him when Titans scored to make it 27-21. He said something like, it's getting yeah. too close for comfort or something along those lines. I have it in right there. Uh, the McDaniel scene with his, with his uh, wife and daughter also was very, was very good. Mm -hmm. like Nabil Cobb fan uh, basically said they skipped right over the play by X penalty by Hopkins. Yeah, it was a penalty, but you know what the reality is defensive backs. They're, they're probably the most uh, disrespected people in the NFL. Um, you're not going to call that play. Not, was, it, was it was it was it relevant to the outcome? They lost. I mean, they were up twenty seven thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it allowed them to score at the half. So I think it is relevant to the outcome. They were up twenty seven thirteen with four and a half minutes left. Okay, would have been up much more if the Hopkins had. Again, what what's that movie where if you change an event way back in time, then every every subsequent event may be different? So I so. Who knows? I, I, I'm I'm sorry. I have zero issue with them not showing it because it wasn't relevant. Yeah, to no, me. no. I I don't, I don't have any issue with them not showing it. I think the the NFL is not the NFL is not going to show you. Remember, this is the NFL's crew. They're not about to show you a play where refs make mistakes. Not going to happen. Uh, I did like the the Welker talking about his relationship with Vrabel. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Dean says a lot. What? A lot of white parts, which is cool, but more fo football talk would be cool. I actually disagree with you, Dean. Uh, I disagree with you. I I deal. I live in football talk my whole life. Uh, I'd like to see the human side, the human elements of things, and that includes the wives. But see, the thing here's the thing, though. That's you, who is mm -hmm. a football writer, who's around football talk all the time. Is it the same for fans? I don't know. I I can see it from your vantage point, but I, they're not going to show like game plan preparation so they did they did show game plan preparation um they, they, really they, they showed they showed like the script for the first 15 plays or how they were going to cover hopkins or or that or or are they talking about they showed you how they're going to cover derrick henry um you know the, the keys to playing him tackling him but that's, not, but that's not dude that's not game plan but by the way it is it is. Make sure, make sure there are three guys around to tackle him. It's not a game. That's really a game plan. By the way, it, no, that, they said, don't let him get a full full head of steam. Um, they said. Uh, is it going to fight to every running back, though? No. 
No. Okay. No. Him is it's a little different. He's like a once he gets moving, he gets moving. And it's he's, especially important against him because of how big he is. But that's like that's like this whole saying that I just really really love is try to get their receivers in space. Wow, that's some creative play calling, as opposed to those offensive coordinators who try their receivers. Hey, hey listen. As opposed to the, Devontae Parker was a receiver, you didn't have to get in space. Who's that? Devontae Parker. That's a good point because he couldn't create space. But anyway, uh, no, this is one. The, uh, Ryan Slowick to, to me with the quote of the episode, the the Ryan three Slowick. the three MFers rule. Who's know? Ryan Slowick? The outside linebackers coach. Every time he has the ball, you have to okay. have three MFers around them. That, the three MFR rule. That to me was the the quote of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Paul 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 Raul Go Gonzalez says, "Got to give Hard Knocks credit. They had a tremendous presentation." Yeah. Um. They've done this before. Yep. Oh oh oh. Oh, Michael, Michael, you watch the game? Did you bring that up? I brought that up. Michael didn't realize that Lamb played. Gave me a very slight hope the OL can do something next week. Thought he was injured, and the man delivering popcorn was going to suit up and play left tackle. Michael, yeah, Lamb didn't watch it. Lamb, Lamb started and played the whole game. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but. Um, no, not a lot of people pay attention to offensive line. I guess That's why I love that they serve. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I'll let you address this one. My buddy Jeff, you could seriously feel the issues in that week of practice with Tua being off a little. Um, I felt like it's the way that they painted it, but I don't know if that was the reality of what practice was. Um, and I think it's important that they painted it that way, but because Tua was off in the game. Um, so maybe it was. Maybe that was the storyline of practice. I don't know. No, because here's the thing is what they show, 20 plays of practice. There was a pick, but I, I couldn't make out. I, there was dreads, and the last number was four. It was so like, it was um Sam Smith or Perry Nickerson? No, it's Perry Nickerson. It was your boy Perry. Okay, I that's okay. dreads. Okay. Uh, and then so they showed that play, a couple of other Aaron throws, and then they showed a bunch of completions. So maybe they showed 20 plays total. Let's say 16 were good, four were bad. I don't even think they showed 20 plays, but yes. Why do you have to quibble with me over everything? No. Okay, Omar, let's say they, they – anywhere between 5 and 25. Is that better? No, it was about 12. Okay, fine. So they showed 12 plays. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I, I'm just, uh, yeah. I, that, these are, you know, numbers. I can know imagery. Like, let's just let it be. Uh, yeah. And how, how about if I if I feel like it, I'm going to take some time tomorrow and actually count. Will, I know you will. I, and I will slap that in your face if you're wrong. And I will, <laughs> and I won't mention it if you're right. So how's that? Anyway, <laughs> my whole point is, it's a very, very, very minute percentage of the number of plays they ran in practice. So I don't know that we can like draw any kind of conclusion based on what they showed us. They basically wanted to show us a little storyline of Tua makes mistakes, gets mad, corrects him, and then balls out the rest of practice. The one thing I didn't like about the episode, which is where I, I felt like Duke Riley just popped out of nowhere. Um, that's the only criticism I really had is they didn't show us Jerome Baker. They didn't show us what what what's going on with Jerome Baker in his world. Um, they didn't show us like Duke Riley talked to us for an extensive period. I know they were there. They chronicled the whole thing. Um, they chronicled Duke, like basically saying, you know, y'all ain't talked to me the whole season. Now y'all want to talk to me like it, it, it and you know, and it, it's, it's true. Um, but that's just the sombreros on you, Duke. So, Hey, it, it, you're, you're the center of attention. Uh, and I just didn't feel like they set up the whole Duke thing. Right. But, Obviously, they're rushing through it. Yeah, they, 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 well, but that particular storyline they knew was coming. That they would, they could have, again, they had prep time on that. And you, and you make a good point. It happened before, too. I think it may have been, I think it may have been Kalen Balaj, I want to say, who was stepping into a more prominent role of running back because somebody else got hurt and he was like getting pissy because you guys haven't talked to me all year. Well, you weren't, no offense, but you weren't relevant all year. If you're third string at running back, sorry mm -hmm. if, if the media is not going to talk to you. That's the, how it goes. Um, but anyway. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, Gary says we have to run the ball more to open play action. And I think, I think, um, was it Mike McDaniel who kind of hinted at it? Like the use of fullbacks and the use of tight ends today? Or was that you? I like, I, you know, I put you and Mike McDaniel in together. I think Mike McDaniel kind of hinted at it. We've got other things that we haven't utilized. And, and I do believe that. I do agree that they have not utilized a lot of tight ends and a lot of fullback plays that, that are in there. It's in the arsenal. They just don't use it because they've become so Tyreek obsessed. And again, this is where I might counter by saying absolutely they're, they're Tyreek obsessed. They're number one in the NFL in total offense. They're yeah, nine and no they're nine and say what? I didn't say there was no reason that they were tired. No, no, correct. I mean, they're number one in total offense, and they're nine and four, and the and the offense being too Tyreek centric is not why they lost yesterday. They, they lost yesterday because they gagged on a twenty on a fourteen point lead. Uh, Mayday, 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 or Mayday. Freudian slip right there. Mayday, Mayday. What about Uluwave? Uh, wouldn't count on it. Uh, yeah, wouldn't count on it either. He was uh, not mentioned. He, he was not mentioned by McDaniel today when he talked about Eichenberg. And in the fact that they're probably going to explore other center options and alternatives that are out there. Um, what, what I don't understand. And, and Lester Cotton, sorry. Yeah, uh, Michael. Bar or Bauer. Bauer says, "When healthy, we struggle." What does that mean? Yeah, are they healthy now? No, yeah, no I don't. I don't get it either. 
Uh, what's somebody, Raul, please explain it to us again in the comments. What's the Manning curse? Manning cast curse. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, was Joe Burrow on there at some point this year? And then he wound up like with his wrist and in, wrist injury. I have no idea what the Manning cast. Yeah, curse I, don't know, I don't know either. I um, love I love that show, but I was, certainly wasn't going to watch it last night. Elias, the you, the man, says Baker isn't done for the year. Okay. I didn't know. I don't think we ever said Baker was done for the year. No, I think the point is that they didn't want to feature him because there's some uncertainty left with him. Okay, then show that, that there's some uncertainty and show that he's trying to work his way back. Um, same with Holland, and that's true. That's an excellent point. They have not addressed Holland for two weeks. Or Tehran. Or Robert Hunt, or Robert Hunt's grumpy hammy. Yeah, very good point. Um, they might be staying away from injuries like that unless they're season ending. Um, but I don't even think they're going to bring in Connor Williams on that. Connor Williams is not going to be. Maybe, maybe this is a week where it's Eichenberg is the featured guy. And I mean, good call. Very good call. I, I would rather see the Tehran Armstead journey if he's going to be coming back. But then again, I can't tell you if he's going to be coming back. So uh, I'm learning that they're featuring guys who are actually going to be playing in the game. So they, they determine who they're going to mic up, who they're going to highlight, who they're going to have family members there for and, and why are those family members. So, and this will be a home game. So, more than likely, um, we're gonna do this mic up guys who are gonna be featured. And and again, they will look for the storylines during the week. Like last week, Ingold was an obvious. Duke Riley was an obvious once it, it, it was clear that he was replacing Baker. Raheem, I'm thinking, and this actually flew under the radar that he tied the franchise record for touchdowns in a season. Mm, they didn't even bring that up. And no, they, they did actually. They did okay. mention it on uh, the the Jimmy Cephalo call of his second touchdown. Brought it up. The old record for older Dolphin fans or newer Dolphin fans was set by Mark Clayton in the 1984 season, uh, and maybe that's why they were featuring Raheem in the event he scored three touchdowns. Where that we've set the record, maybe the Dolphins would have done a little bit more of a celebration. Did you notice also they didn't do anything about the wheelbarrow touchdown celebration? Yeah, I didn't expect a, 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 in fact, pardon the interruption, basically beat the Dolphins up about celebrating. Will be, yeah. Uh, they and, just absolutely just old man them, get off my lawn them. And I was like, oh, that's that's tough. I mean, this is who they are as a team. They celebrate like that. They they enjoy it. They That's who they are. Um, I would have. I still want to see Mike McDaniel's because Mike McDaniel says that they 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 bring up the celebrations and and evaluate them and grade them like they do film and and we still haven't seen that. Uh, Kelly Patterson says, "What can they say about Tyreek's injury? Nobody knows. Uh, Tyreek knows. Nobody's asking to say anything about it. Just show him on the sideline, the frustration, looking to get back when he goes into show, the, show the the treatment room. Yeah, show the treatment. Show." Tariq supposedly has a guy that comes and beats up his body on Monday night um, to get him ready for the game day. Um, and I would love to see that process. And I've heard Tariq, you know, when you're, and this is the one thing I did learn with I'm athlete is when you're a high level athlete, 
they used to bring in their own masseuse and that person would come in for 48 hours and work on their body Monday and Tuesday to get them ready for the next week. And I'm talking about 20, you know, fly somebody in who works on your body when you're a high level athlete. Um, Tariq is a high level athlete. There should be somebody who's working on his body, you know, 48 hours around the clock. Um, like offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I didn't even know this until I started working for my athlete. They get three massages per week. Like, can you imagine that? Three massages per week? Chiropractic, acupuncture, um, cupping. I know Kendall Lamb does cupping, um, you know, for his back. It, this is and this is this is just this is normal life for these guys. And, you know, they, some of them say they spend thirty to $40,000 just on this stuff uh, a, a year, which obviously is, a, is an expense that, you know, is, is, is warranted when your body is basically your moneymaker. Tim, thank you for the shout out. Can't express how thankful I am for you guys. You are helping me cope with this loss. So much of our identities are tied to our fandom of Miami. Yeah, um, a lot of Dolphin fans in the press mode right now. Still 9-4, and four, still first in the AFCs by two games, still holding the number two spot in the AFC standings. Could be worse. <laughs> right. Oh, this is funny. Sod, not a run, not a pass. Sod, we talked about sod. Not a game, not a game, but sod. Well done. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I like the sod. I, I really enjoyed it. I, and maybe because I know the backstory and I think it, it personifies who Steve Ross is as an owner. I, I just love the sod. And, 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 and here's, here's somebody. I found the sod interesting because I knew the backstory due to Omar's reporting. And I don't know if it's reporting. It's, it's so, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, bro, the man was bothered by the fact that he couldn't and that's Steve Ross. He, he if he has an issue, he's going to buy the company. Oh, my man Dana, Omar was being funny when he was talking about bringing a whole bunch of different quarterbacks next year. Uh, uh yeah, my man dude, you got you got lighten up, buddy. Love you love you my man, but he he's yeah, let's bring Ryan Tannehill back. Come on, let's do it. Oh man. I mean, they didn't show Ryan Tannehill his return to Miami. I was very depressed about that. Uh, um, Waggy Soggy, I think. Woogie Shuggy. Woogie Shuggy. 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 The compression sleeve because he has a cut on his arm, not fatigue. Okay, cool. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. Not, not if, not if the, con the compression sleeve is on the left arm. He did. I, I noticed a compression sleeve on his right arm because of the gash that he had. I did not notice a compression sleeve on his left arm. You're correct. I think the compression sleeve was on his, his right arm. Okay. That's because of the gash. Okay. You're right. Bad reporting by me. Uh, well, let's address this. Hold on. Bills can afford to lose to Dallas and still win the AFC East, LOL. They would have to run out. Uh, and then the Dolphins, okay, so hold on. They would give them seven losses, and they would still they would need the Dolphins to lose other games. Yes, I think the Bills are still in the AFC East hunt if they can finish three and one. So well, they finish three and one, that puts them at why why can't I think 10 and seven? 
which means the Dolphins would need to win two of their next three to win. So, um, oh, and by the way, I guess we should point out that uh, Justin Herbert is out for the season for the Chargers. Easton Stick is going to be the quarterback. And I bring that up because the Chargers play both Buffalo and the Chiefs uh, the mm -hmm. last regular season. We can't even count on damn Herbert to do do our dirty work for us. No, well, it's because he doesn't have it, right, Omar? Chances um, uh, are they weren't going to beat him anyway, but I think they would have had a better shot with Herbert and with Easton Stick, all due respect to Easton Stick, which is a great name, by the way, especially for anybody out here from the North who's ever played hockey. There's a brand of hockey stick called Easton. So Easton Stick's a fabulous name. The narrator is Sabretooth. Oh, Jeff, help me out here. That's from uh, that's an animated movie. What animated movie is that? Oh, is that uh, the one? Uh, uh, um, Ice Age, is that Ice Age? My daughter was watching some Ice Age earlier this week. Dean G, John Facenda, another great, another great narrating voice. The frozen tundra. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie. Are we almost done with questions here? Get We're your, final, there. Get your final there. questions in. Um, this is normal in fan base. Born and raised in Miami. I like this. Coach AJ, born and raised in Miami. This is normal in our fan base for all sports. The doom and gloom, the you know, the 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 woe is me, the everybody sucks. Public subs are the bomb. I kind of disagree. I'm with you. I'm I with you. See the reels. Highly overrated. Gonna listen. Wait, I keep going. Then. You listen to this guy. Uh, 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 oh, you like public subs? I love again. Yeah, not anymore. But uh, no, I. You know what? I even now I do their salads. Uh, yeah, I do actually very much so. Matthew, did anybody ask McDaniel why he decided not to play defense in the last five minutes? Worst prevent defense I've seen in ages. Now that you mentioned that, we had our first Vic Fangio sighting. Yes. Uh, he clearly wasn't mic'd up. Um, and it was very, very brief, just pointing out that Tennessee ran the ball a lot. That is true. Uh, you you do need to make a highlight. Uh, CM Punk points it out. CM Punk is your daddy. He says, Fangio made a guest appearance. That that first episode in four, four episodes, finally we see Big Fangio, who's yeah. avoiding hard knocks like the plague. Okay, we're also not answering the gentleman's question here. Uh, Matthew's question about them. What, no, they didn't play defense. They had breakdowns all over the place, and they didn't get they didn't get to Levis. Uh, they had pressure on one play where he actually underhanded the the ball once he was scrambling in the open field. For the most part, they didn't get enough pressure. A couple of breakdowns in the secondary with communication. Uh, no. It happens. It's the first time they had they hadn't allowed more than they hadn't allowed a team to reach 300 yards of total offense their previous five games. I mean that's some that's some kind of work right there. Um, they had um, an off night. Yeah, and I think when I went back and watched the film of it, I think a lot of the keys to the breakdowns and the struggles that they were having was a byproduct of the fact they had two replacement safeties out there and Duke Riley. And you know that, that those are those are very key sew it all together positions. So um, yeah, hey, sometimes it happens like that. And and young guys gotta young guys gotta step up and play better. 
Yeah, uh, Ohio John, after Chubb's penalty in last night, I can see him having a huge game Sunday and him being the focus player on next week's hard knocks. Um, I like that. Yep, I can see that. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. Uh, but do, 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 do. Yes. Um, we ask that everybody like the episode, like this episode. Um, and obviously we've got another episode up recapping loss of Connor Williams, the issues with Tyreek Hill. Um, and we'll also be doing tomorrow a behind enemy lines with Antoine Staley's return. Um, as you guys know, we, we, we bring back our AFC East rival opponents. Um, damn, we got to do another Buffalo episode too, huh? Matt Perino. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, CM Punk says the episode was me. See, that's what I said. Uh, we have a very specific question that I can easily look up, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to gonna say they were 4 of 12. Okay, let's see. Let's see, Omar. Damn. Hyper 13, almost. Yep. And the Dolphins were 4 for 13. That's not good. 4 for 13 is not good. No, yeah. And again, the key stat, as I said in the earlier episode today, I know a lot of people are harping on red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone. No, we go. Sorry. No, um, the, key stat, the key stat was goal to go. It wasn't the Dolphins were one for four in goal to go situations. That's where the key stat yeah. was. Um, Roberto DiMari, um, I thank you for making me not think that it was my just my imagination. Um, he said, I did pay attention when Austin Jackson got hurt. He was complaining his right hip wasn't letting him laterally move, letting laterally move. Um, I noticed it too. And this isn't the first time Austin has been on the injury report with a hip issue. Um, I don't know if he's going to be on the injury report with a hip issue, but also keep in mind, and I know he just got his new deal. Uh, players generally sign or start to put the pressure on the organization to sign me to a multi-year deal when they're starting to feel their body betray them. Um, so this is just what happens in the NFL. So uh, let's, we put a good face on the story of Austin Jackson getting his, getting his deal. Let's hope he's got enough to finish out the season strong. And but, by the way, that also wasn't addressed. Austin Jackson contract extension. Yeah. You would think that'd be something they want to, Flash, uh, I got I gotta take care and have my have my buddy Dana's back. I don't know who said this. You falsely branded me a Tua hater. If Tua not gets me, tell my wife I love her. Uh, out there, Dana is absolutely, positively, one hundred percent not a Tua hater. <clears throat> so, yeah, I took care of you, Dana. I don't think you can vindicate any Tua haters. I don't think but he's not. That's the thing. I want to make sure people because Dana and I communicate, and trust me, he's not a two hater. Listen to Mike McDaniel's daughter talk is like listening to Omar in real life. Oh come on, CM Punk. We go back way long time, brother. <laughs> in a weird kind of way, it's funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> an interesting I, and you know what's funny? Because I have a two year old. I got like 40% of what she was saying. 
Oh, I know. No, she was she was adorable. I mean, that was that was, that was very. I, cool. I really did get like forty percent of what she was saying, but that's my world. Like yeah. you're, you're you're I'm trying to decipher what a two year old saying. No, correct. Uh, this is a good question, actually. I think you you want to take a step at it. Which players are going to avoid being on hard knocks? And by avoid, I guess I guess you mean like literally sitting down for for those one on one interviews. Uh-huh. I don't know what say they have in getting mic'd up or not getting mic'd up. I, I think that's a good point. We don't know what say they have. Um I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't even couldn't even tell you that. Uh Jalen Ramsey, clearly. Um, I don't think Xavier is avoiding it. I, was, I, I think I think uh, X based on comments he made when it was announced the Dolphins were gonna be the team. I don't recall the exact words, but basically is that he had no he had no use for it. So he he would be one that wouldn't hold my breath waiting for a storyline around him. To be honest, you know what I did find very interesting the what fact that? that um, every time they show the team in team meetings, X and X and Tyreek sit together. Oh, that is interesting. Um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know they were close like that, but they're always sitting together. A couple of people were like X X, yeah. Um, you know what? I don't think X. I, I'm gonna. I'll ask. Um, but I, you know, X is not shy. X is not shying away from it. But Laura, do you think Hard Knocks is messing with our focus? The answer to that is zero percent. Yeah, these guys are NFL players. They're used to having, and and not only that. Their their social media, their dolphins have I don't know like a large staff of social media people, Plus, yeah, and who and video people who are following these guys around every little thing they do, and you notice them like it's OTAs, they're everywhere, so they're used to it, and it comes with the territory. So no, not by not for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, I'm with Omar. I found the the sod bit interesting. See, look at that. The people found the sod interesting. We should run a poll on Twitter. You should run a poll on Twitter to see how many. What you're afraid of the results? Uh, I mean, I. I uh, anyone seen Jalen Waddle? Yeah, Jalen Waddle has not been part of Hard Knocks. I don't know what. I mean, it's Jalen Waddle. He's on the periphery. Everything. Like for example, the uh, last week with the episode with the roller coaster. He was part of that. I don't know that it'll be a major focus. Something major laugh on our share. Uh, you know, Tariq's wife isn't going to let the cheetah hang with X. Listen, stop. Y'all need to stop. Like, wow. leave, leave. Listen, we're going to leave people's personal lives out, out of this whole so- saga. While, like, while acknowledging that that was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, listen. But yes, we. I'm, I'm with him. He's cleaning up his life, and that's contributing to his excellent season. So, um, yeah. Oh, and I. But and by the way, I, I I saw some places. It may have been you as well, who said that X had a tough game. And uh, sorry, he he gave up a couple of completions on on throws. There was one completion to the tight end. Look at the coverage is great, and Levis just threw a pill. I mean, he had this much of a window, and he fit that bad boy in there. And that's well the touchdown. What touchdown? The the um the two point conversion. There was a touchdown. There was a two point conversion. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was a breakdown. Hold on. Involved. Let's, 
the two point conversion is both him and and Kohu mm-hmm. took Hopkins as he's going inside, and the other guy Westbrook uh, in 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 EK went outside. And do we know who? What's the coverage? We don't know what the coverage is, right, so but but if you're having a breakdown on coverage, I am holding both players accountable because somebody did something wrong. Somebody, I'm, hold, I'm holding the player accountable once I know what the coverage is supposed to be and I know who messed up because not not both of them messed up. Oh, um, no, breakdowns means both of them messed up. I'm no. sorry. Oh yeah, that's the way I look at it. when I don't know what the coverage is. Breakdowns means. Both of them. There's a wide receiver wide open. Some two people's gonna take the L for me. So okay. for me, it's a it's the person who messed up his assignment, not the other one, uh, who is like collateral damage. Uh and then the they only had one touch, they only yeah. had one touch on pass, and it was it was when Levis scrambled out of the out of the pocket and it became like an like a like a backyard play. I mean, that's not on a cornerback. Um and and a long pass he gave up to Hopkins, where where Hopkins is dragging him down by the arm. I I actually thought X played a good game, but that's just me. I thought X could play better, and and this is another game where Hopkins has basically um, gotten the best of him. And I think Hopkins has probably been the receiver in his career that has had gotten the best of X the most. How much of those were were in man coverage, or how much of those were in zone where Hopkins was clearly his responsibility? And I would venture to tell you that that number is very limited. But other yes. than the, the long shot with the missed OPI, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just expect a higher level, and Ramsey too. Ramsey got it at the end too. I don't, but again, as as my my father used to say, the other team gets paid too. Yes, absolutely. And we thank you guys for watching. We thank you guys for participating. Um, We've done 52 minutes on a Hard Knocks episode. We'll be back tomorrow for um, Behind Enemy Lines. Uh, The team has the day off, but All Dolphins podcast does not. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.